Welcome back to Cardinal Lowry. We are finally back. Regular episode Tuesday. I'm here with my man Sam Carter. Sam, how you feel today? I'm I'm feeling pretty good. You know, same old at the beach. You know, yeah. But uh, I'm back here in Charlotte, North Carolina. But my question for you today is, what is you know in all the Sour Patch realm? You know, there's a lot of different things. You get the Sour Patch Kids. Is it the big ones, the watermelons? Like, there's all kinds of them. What's your favorite Sour Patch, you know, candy? I guess in the Sour Patch family, what's your favorite? If you ain't saying watermelon, you're objectively wrong. Watermelon is the best there we go. Sour Patch. That's the answer we need. That's the answer we need. All right. Well, we're going to have Miles Harv joining us later on to talk about the MLB and some uh, – conference realignment uh, in college sports but first let's talk about the disaster the Charlotte Hornets had while we were away with Miles Bridges uh, who in Los Angeles beat his wife in front of his children and uh, Sam just give me your initial reaction to the situation um it's really surprising because you know I thought Miles Bridges was you know a good guy um and hearing about this, it, re- it really shocked me. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's just unbelievable to think that the once the, one of the most beloved players in the Hornets could fall to this height. And uh, some even are questioning if he'll ever play another game in the NBA after this fall. Um, the Hornets, it's just a terrible thing. But at least he didn't sign really a contract. Because then, you know. He would have been, you know, we would have been paying him for nothing, essentially. Um, but around uh, the other NBA world, the Hornets did draft Mark Williams. Uh, Sam, what do you think of the pick? I like this pick. Um, I don't agree with, like, the order that it took place in. Uh, you know, I thought it was kind of risky. Leaving it up to chance to see if Mark Williams is actually still available when it was time for the Hornets to pick again. But, you know, it all worked out. So I definitely agree with this with this pick. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's got a 9-9 standing reach as a dominant center. I mean, I don't know if he can be an immediate help, but definitely, uh, you know, the type of piece the Hornets needed uh, looking to, you know, to progress. Uh, but just, just lean, lean back and think about the saga of Miles Bridges, how – you know, almost an all-star, and he threw his mouthpiece into the stands in Atlanta, and now we're here, and it has been a swift end uh, to the Miles Bridges era. He did give us some great dunks, though, um, so there's that, but uh, that's it. That's all he deserves, and uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but around the association, we got a lot of other news. Uh, Jalen Brunson going to the Knicks. Uh, and then Rudy Gobert to the Timberwolves. Sam, uh, what do you think of Rudy Gobert working alongside Carl uh, Anthony Towns? Um, I mean, I think, I think it's kind of weird, but you know, right? Um, I, I mean, it, we'll see if it works. I think that's just kind of weird, you know, two really big, big guys down there, and then, you know, who's up top? Yeah, uh, Anthony Edwards, D'Angelo Russell. Patrick Beverly, I guess. So, I, would, I mean, I would have invested more into that than, right. but I mean, you know, who knows? 
I mean, yeah, I, I think that Carl Anthony Towns, he could space the floor out a little bit more. Uh, Rudy Gobert, the cough master. I mean, can he be the piece? I don't know. I don't think that's what the Timberwolves need, but they did what they did. Uh, and then uh, DeJounte Murray goes to the Hawks. Uh, quite of a questionable movie, and Sam's reacted to that live. It's kind of like, what? You know, what are they really doing? Yeah. And then uh, you got Christian Wood uh, going to the Mavericks. And then a lot of questions up in the air. Uh, DeAndre Aiden still free agent. Where will he go? Kyrie Irving is requested to be traded. Kevin Durant is requested to be traded. Uh, Sam, in the Durant-Kyrie situation, do you see either of those players going anywhere? Um, I mean, I think it's necessary that one of them leaves, but I doubt that it'll be uh, KD. So I think in the best interest of the Nets, they move on from Kyrie Irving. All right. And, uh, you know, I agree with you. I mean, you think you look back, you know, you got the the statistics all over Instagram. You know, it's like this season, even with Clay Hurt, Clay and Steph play more games this season than, Ky- than uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have played over the past three years when they were yeah. together. So just, I mean – it's a tough situation. You don't want him to go to the Lakers, but you know Kyrie could end up there. There's just a lot of speculation in the air, and it brings it one philosophical question, Sam. Um, you know we had these kind of homegrown type teams in the Bucks uh, a couple years ago, and then last year with the Warriors, uh, obviously going from the ground up. Uh, are you more entertained by these like big free agent sign type teams with a lot of hype and excitement, or do you like kind of the homegrown? champion uh which do you prefer to watch um i definitely prefer to watch the homegrown team you know it usually is not as exciting as the super team but um the super teams can't do anything so right you know maybe maybe it would be more entertaining to see two super teams clash in the finals but you know it's not that's not realistic Um, and i mean yeah I mean, obviously, we've been talking about super teams. The last time, like, a real super team clash happened was in 2015, like, where we promised, like, before the first pass season, we're like, Lakers versus Nets is definitely going to happen. But, you know, it's a lot to put a team together, and chemistry is so important uh, just with the way offenses are rotated, you know, around passing all that. Uh, But on that note, uh, we bring in Miles Harv. Miles, are you here? No. All right. Miles, well, I'm going to let you give you a chance to answer the Sour Patch question. Uh, what's your favorite kind of Sour Patch, man? Watermelon or grape. I tried grape today. It was pretty good. Grape? Like, are they grapes? No, they're Sour Patch Kids in grape flavor. We went to the little candy store today at the beach, got some. They weren't bad. They were pretty bad. I thought they were good. Okay. Well, uh, we did all attend the Dodgers-Braves game. Uh, this past Saturday, and we'll start with Sam. Uh, Sam, you're not a big baseball guy. You were cheering for the Dodgers, but the, the Braves did win 5-3. to three. How was your experience uh, in uh, Truist Park? You know, it was pretty good. Seats were seats were great. Um, it was really hot. That's going to be my one takeaway. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can't control that. So, right. you know, great experience all around. Miles, uh, what did you think of the game? I had fun, uh, got my little $3 hot dog, so that was kind of a good deal, and then I do agree it was very hot. We all had our double layers on, so we were like sweating like pigs, 
and we all stank, but it was a pretty fun experience. Wow. Uh, yeah, I agree. Great experience. Uh, close game, too. The Dodgers tied it up at three, uh, but the Braves able to pull away uh, with a Zona home run uh, that kind of separated them. Um, but a great game. And uh, unfortunately, Sam was cheering for the Dodgers. Miles was cheering for whoever was at, you know, bat. Um, but, you know, let's just take a quick look before we talk about college sports around uh, the MLB and look at the division leaders. You got the Yankees leading the East and the Twins leading the Central. And the Astros leading the West in the NL, uh, the Mets leading the East, the Brewers leading the Central, and the Dodgers leading the West. All right. And quite possibly the biggest news around the world of sports in the past week uh, is UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten. And uh, here to kind of explain the situation is Miles Harp. So, Miles, uh, tell us what exactly is going on uh, in this situation. You know, the big schools want the big money. Nobody wants to watch UCLA play Washington State twice a year in basketball, once a year in football. So now they got the the super conferences. So it's going to be the SEC and the Big Ten. So they're going to pull everybody, all the big schools that everyone likes, and they're going to have them playing, you know, UCLA versus Ohio State versus Michigan versus Iowa and Penn State instead of playing, you know, Arizona and they're gonna, the the TV channels and the conferences are gonna make a lot more money off of the games, and and that's really what it's all for. Yeah, and do you envision that the fan experience around college football will in, improve? You think that the games will be better on a weekly basis? I think it will, but I don't think traveling will be as good. Like, no Rutgers fan is gonna go out to LA twice a year to watch a football game, right? Yeah, I mean, that's the price you pay. And, uh, Sam, let's just get your ticketing situation. Obviously, a Clemson fan, uh, would you like Clemson to stay in the ACC? Are you are you prone to them joining, you know, the SEC or, you know, the Big Ten or the Big 12? Or what are your thoughts? Um, I am 100% against the, you know, development of super conferences. Um, I'm an ACC guy at heart. And I think that this would just absolutely destroy amateur sports. Um, I think that the division of the conferences is a necessary thing, but you know, obviously not if they're destroying it. Um, so I'm gonna say I want Clemson to stay in the ACC as long as it's possible. Yeah, technically there is a TV contract that forces all of those ACC teams to stay in until 2035. Uh, but teams such as Clemson have attempted to break it um, by, you know, getting around it with loopholes. Um, but a lot of developments have happened. Um, but, Miles, uh, obviously this goes into effect at 24, correct? Yeah. And what do you think is the next stone to fall in terms of teams to leave their current conferences? The Pac-12 is disbanding because mm. they met, what was it, like six teams met with the Big 12 today. It's like Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado. Um, and there's one more, maybe three more. I don't know, but a bunch of teams met with him today. Oregon and Washington have already applied to the Big Ten, um, and they've said that they're gonna wait because I guess the Big Ten wants Notre Dame too. And then after that happens, so if the Pac-12 is gone, the ACC will go next, and then it'll just be the SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, and they'll have like twenty teams, and like Syracuse will fall off the map, like all these teams that nobody cares about, and then it's just gonna be those three, and whoever, you know. Brings, it's it's all for recruiting and money and TV money. And so 
whoever brings in the most recruits is going to be the conference that everyone watches, and then they're going to make the most money. And that's that's what it's about. Yeah, and I think it's interesting to see how it's going to affect college basketball. Um, just because, you know, obviously there's still rivalries that were, you know, intact in the Big 12 in terms of basketball, um, but those will be gone. Um, but I just pray. I mean, our friend Will Dennis said it best. As long as I get to watch Duke and UNC play twice a year, I think I'm going to be all right. Um, but to see all these tournaments, like the Pac-12 tournament was pretty special. And if we have to see the ACC tournament go, uh, it was be a tough moment. Uh, but just like the Big East basketball, you know, they were arguably the biggest and best ba- basketball conference for decades. They disbanded in 2013 because of, you know, a similar football situation. And uh, it's difficult to see uh, these times fall upon college sports. And uh, money is the root of the problem. Um, but now, I guess uh, we just look to the future and we'll just, I guess, just, you know, wait and see what happens. And, uh, you know, let's get a quick Quick call on uh, from Sam and Miles. Random question. Who will be the winner of the college football playoff next season? Miles, go. Mm, realistically, like Ohio State or something, but I think Georgia could repeat. No no bias, no bias. Um, this Sam? is a tough question, man, because I don't – I feel like – there's three obvious answers, but I'm going to go with the most obvious, Crimson Tide. <laughs> I hate to say well, it, but, I mean, I don't want to be caught out for bad takes, which happens quite often, but. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm i going to go with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Um, you know, it's. It's 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 every every time in the cycle they just pop up somewhere, and uh, it's it's I have very little basis on this claim, but I'm sticking to it until uh, the first week of the season or the first time that they lose, which may be you know second week of the season. Uh, but at least uh, this year we'll have you know a fully intact. When does the Oklahoma and Texas thing go into effect, Miles? Where they join the SEC? Twenty-four or. 25? So 24, 25. Okay. So, I mean, you still got a couple seasons of, you know, normal, I guess, college football. Uh, so, enjoy it. Uh, but we're a long way from September. A lot, of, a lot of NBA moves to be made. A lot of baseball to be played. Uh, but we will be popping in with those special episodes. We're going to be covering, uh, you know, the, the change of, you know, sports broadcasts. You know, a lot of interesting stuff coming your way. Uh, but that's going to do it for episode number 81. Thank you to Miles uh, for coming on to Sam, making it all the way from Sunset Beach, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina's got better beaches than you guys. South Carolina, I got to say it. Gotta say it. All right, that's going to do it for episode number 81. And here from us.